Last week, geothink.ca brought you a story about the lack of civil society engagement with Canada's Action Plan for Open Government 2.0. This week, we delve deeper to find out what exactly is missing. Welcome to GeoThoughts. I'm Drew Bush. That's the disappointment. There wasn't outreach to civil society as I know it. And that's the civil society organizations that are actually involved in policy formulation or evidence-informed policy on whatever variety of issues from transportation planning to anti-poverty to mining extraction. That's the opinion of a researcher at the Programmable City Project who specializes in open data and open government in Canada. So my name is Tracy Lorio, and I'm working on a European Research Council funded project called the Programmable City. It's based here at the National University of Ireland in the village of Maynooth um, at the National Institute for Regional and Spatial Analysis. L'Oreal believes that Canada's government is failing to meet the promise held out by new technology and open data. That's because it's falling way behind in actually engaging citizens in public policy debates, even as it closes institutions such as Canada's census, scientific organizations, or civil society groups that produce this data. In essence, the government's plan has gotten really good at creating more efficient e-government services, but for L'Oreal, this is a very limited view of what open government and open data should be. As an indication of this failure, L'Oreal asks a simple question. Each year, the Federation of Canadian Municipalities undertakes a quality of life indicator system that measures a number of factors, including the environment, economy, sustainability, poverty, and accessibility. Working with approximately 110 indicators and 200 variables, the organization surveys more than 40 different government organizations, including 24 cities across Canada. Can we go to that federal portal could we construct that indicator system with the data in that portal? No. We're still at the making cold calls, trying to find that public official who knows something about you know, personal bankruptcies or whatever data set that we're looking for at the federal level, uh, an expert on citizen immigration and so on, to collect those data every year to construct that indicator system. She points out that there are a number of civil society organizations which already do quite good work with data, often data they've had to collect and create an infrastructure for themselves. For example, the Canadian Council on Social Development's Community Data Program has undertaken capacity building, held workshops, made community maps, created newsletters, and worked with data all in collaboration with local groups like fire and police departments, anti-poverty organizations, school boards, and ethnic groups. It's not just the, 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 the fault, I think, of the Treasury Board Secretariat of Canada. I think that there's this kind of epistemic disconnect between, you know, civil society that works with data on an ongoing basis to inform policy and those who make apps. And it's this dichotomy, L'Oreal believes, that's at the heart of why Canada's Action Plan for Open Government 2.0 is failing to engage citizens and groups interested in policy. And if the strategy is going to be innovation and economic return, then 
we're going to stay with app developers. That's what's going to stay as an open data plan, strategy, and outreach plan. If we think it's about democratic deliberation and evidence-informed policy and real public engagement, then the strategy has to be different. And how the open government plan and the open data plan are evaluated also have to differ and change. GeoThoughts are brought to you by geothink.ca and generous funding from Canada's Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council. Thank you.